I hosted a a program, a summer program called Girl Shop Talk, which mm. was um, a wood shop and Bible study for teen girls. And it was just... Wood shop and Bible study yes. for teen... There's something I haven't heard yet. Yeah. It was, it was a weird combination, but it was just the coolest because I had all these 13 to 16 year olds year old girls come in and I, I rallied up some of my friends who are handy and it was really cool watching them go from being terrified of a chop saw to just like kind of hammering it. Welcome to an army of normal folks. I'm Bill Courtney. I'm a normal guy. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm an entrepreneur and I've been a football coach in inner city Memphis And that last part, it accidentally led to an Oscar for the film about our team. It's called Undefeated. Guys, I believe our country's problems will never be solved by a bunch of fancy people in nice suits using big words that nobody understands on CNN and Fox, but rather by an army of normal folks, us, just you and me deciding, hey, I can help. That's what Christina Mendez, the voice we just heard, has done. After pursuing a career that was definitely not in the trades, Christina found herself being the only girl volunteering with an army of tradesmen to renovate buildings for nonprofits, and she loved it. The amazing work of Servant's Heart Ministry has turned out to be her true calling, and I cannot wait for you to meet Christina right after these brief messages from our generous sponsors. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Now we begin by hearing from Christina on growing up in North Jersey. Both parents worked all my life, but always made always made time to kind of be with family. And 
And there was always always some type of margin, no matter what the season is, for for serving and volunteering. And so yeah, let's talk about that. So what did yeah. your mom and dad do service wise? Yeah, so every season was kind of different. I mean, I grew up in church, so they were kind of first first at church, last at church. You know, anywhere from my mom kind of spending all of our years leading nursery, my dad teaching in Sunday school, and then any event like a coffee house or something, they were always kind of the first. What's coffee house? Like um. Like back then, they used to churches used to kind of host like kind of a coffee house vibe with like a speaker and uh, and oh, like so, so like people kind of come up house. listen to a speaker drink coffee yeah, yeah yeah like a kind of cool event to kind of bring people into the church kind of thing it. yeah yeah so kind of laid back no pressure yeah. have coffee listen to a speaker yeah yeah so yeah. you know my my parents both really modeled that nothing you know you're not too too good for any kind of job and so i i joined him one night and he was kind of running the back end of serving coffee and stuff and helping and volunteering and i think I, they didn't need me there so i kind of went off and another leader had instructed me and a friend that was that was with me to go and clean the toilets the bath you know in the church and so <laughs> you know one would think okay you know i was in middle school at the time you know one would think Oh man, she probably was like grossed out by it, but I, I would have been. I, yeah, right. But honestly, I think it's a testament to who my how, how my parents instilled this in me. But I just thought, wow, I'm doing the grown up job. I'm doing the important job that like needs to keep this thing running. Like, like you know, like she, they thought to ask me to like go and serve in this way. So you embrace cleaning the toilets as an honor. I did. And it's <laughs> it's so funny because I like I remember that fondly and I went home and I told my mom I was like guess what I did. And my mom was so upset that they asked me to clean toilets, but I went home being like look look at the important job I did and and I think I think it's testament to my parents because nothing no job I didn't know any better. Like I didn't know it was a lowly a lowly thing to do. I was like I wanted to serve and I wanted to be like my dad and serve. And I was given a job that, you know, isn't given to everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, but you know what? Christ cleaned feet. Mm. Amen. So, metaphorically, I think cleaning the toilets was about as Christ like thing as you could do. Amen. And it's funny how it's stuck in my brain all these years. I mean, there's loads of things that I got to serve with my parents, but. That's the one thing that stuck. And I got and I gotta believe it's like God reminding me I'm never too good for any job. Like it needs to stick in my brain so I can remember, you know. Your dad's what's his name? Uh Norm, Norm Mendez. Yeah. You hear that, Mr. and Mrs. Mendez? <sighs> your kid did it right. So your parents were working full time, both full-time. of them. Both. Raising two kids, yeah. doing the best they could to keep your words to keep you in the the I guess a good neighborhood is Absolutely. what it sounds like you're saying to mm-hmm. me. But they always found time to serve. Yeah. It's it's interesting because now as an adult, I realize there's a million things that pull for your time. And there's it's I sometimes am kind of amazed. I mean, you hear about kids that are like traumatized from having working parents because they never had time for them and no, stuff. Give me a break. I know. It's so ridiculous. But You mean live in life? That yeah, part? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they always just had this balance of like they work hard. You know, I was the last to be picked up at soccer practice, but that's okay because the weekends were dedicated to us. But 
But yeah, it was always kind of modeled for me that no matter what the season is, there's some margin. There's some margin for for serving people and and sacrificing your time. Where, where do you think that came from in them? You know, that's a good question. Um, you know, I mean, they yeah. modeled it for you. Who modeled it for them, or did it just come from their their faith and their time in church, or the, maybe even the way they came up? Yeah, I probably there's an element of the way they came up that maybe they just were kind of instilled of like they know, you know, my my mom had a pretty, you know, kind of normal childhood. My dad kind of came from rough beginnings and so What does that look like? So, my dad's family, so um his his dad wasn't really around. They were pretty poor living in Greenwich Village, which was well, a, I'm sorry, where? Greenwich Village, New York, Manhattan. Yeah, so they moved. His parents moved from Puerto Rico straight to Greenwich Village. Yeah, but his his dad was never really around. It was really just his mom. Um, But that area, I don't know much about it at the time. But it was that they kind of were allowed to live there because I think the Catholic Church kind of helped them out. And Mm -hmm. so anyway, grew up. Yeah, really poor. Tells me all kinds of stories, but. But you'd never really know it because he only talks about all the good stuff, you know? Hmm. But it wasn't until like this year that he actually told me. So his, I thought his mother had passed when he was 18 because then from there he went straight into the Marines. Um, but I found out this year that she actually passed when he was 16 and he was basically like living on the streets for two years. Your father? Yes. And I'd, And you only, how old is he? <laughs> he is 65. And he just told you this? And he just told me this. But you know what? I I think you know he's telling me this just a few months ago, and I'm sobbing, uh, thinking about this story. And he's like, I don't know. It was what it is. And I was like, wasn't that hard? Like traumatic? <laughs> and you know what? I think it's so funny. You meet him, and you would never – he would never, ever play the victim card. He would never, ever dwell. I was just about to say, it sounds like your dad refuses to be a victim of circumstance. Yeah. I mean, he – you know, obviously my – both my parents really love the Lord and their faith is really important to them. And so he sees everything as, you know what, it was a season and it all goes into the story that made me and how God provided for me. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, you can kind of see it. He's, he's just a super grateful man, you know? And, and I guess I can, I can now as an adult and hearing this story piece together a little bit of, why he is the way he is, but you'd never know it. He would never, he would never brag about the hard times. Hmm. It's always, it's always, I've only heard the funny stories of him and his buddies growing up and him and his sister. And I've only heard the good stuff. I mean, I, I've always had an idea of a tough life cause he'd give some details, but yeah, he would never sit in that. And so it's probably what makes him work so hard because he's like, I've got this life to live. God's provided for me. I've, I've come this far, and I, you know, and maybe it's just part of how he's made up. Christina was a creative kid, but she's also very practical, and so she thought that fashion design could be a great career, but it's something creative that you can get an actual job in, and you know pay those pesky bills. (laughs) This is interesting. You said, okay, well, I went to school, got my degree in fashion, got the job in fashion, making a living doing it. 
nah, I'm going to quit and go volunteer for nine months. Yes. And actually, it started as six months. You know what's so funny is I, at that point, I wasn't known to be the spontaneous person. I just, I was, I'm very much, my personality is very much planned. But for some reason, and honestly, like, my faith plays a huge role in that, right? So I felt like I'm going to do something, but if I'm going to do something, I need to know what the needs are in the world. And so I've got to figure out how I'm going to apply this fashion. And I really felt like called from the Lord to go and and serve. And so I signed up for this. I like kind of I'm Googling places to serve <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and a lot of a lot of the places kind of have this weird like come see this beautiful country while you work in an orphanage. And I was like, that seems like like volunteer tourism or something but i came across actually there is such a thing Uh, no there is such a thing called philanthropic tourism oh yeah exactly what you say is it's 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 uh it's service light okay it's where you go somewhere for six months and you serve a little and build a dam or put a roof on a hut but you spend a lot of time seeing the country and hanging out which to me, it's like I, I want to do something that's actually going to impact them and not myself. So what you do? So I found this website for this anti-human trafficking organization, and they have had you ever been involved in anything like that. So I had learned a decent amount over the last maybe like three years before that point, a little bit about human trafficking, and so then I kind of switched my search to that. But the problem is, is it's very hard to find, or at least at that time it was hard to find because so much of it is like protecting, you know, the victims that they're serving. So I found this site, which at the time wasn't very developed, but it was a nonprofit in Cambodia that had um, what they called a reintegration home where they housed girls ages six to 16 who had either escaped the sex industry um, we're at risk of it. Six. Yeah. Yeah. And now a few messages from our generous sponsors. But first, I hope you'll consider becoming a premium member of the Army at normalfolks.us. By becoming one for $10 a month or $1,000 a year, you can get access to cool benefits like bonus episodes, a yearly group call, and even a call with yours truly. Me. Frankly, guys, premium memberships also help us to grow this army that our country desperately needs right now. So I hope you'll think about it. We'll be right back. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 
Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Now let's return to Christina on serving survivors of sex trafficking. Guys as young as six years old. Were you mentally prepared for that? You know... I don't know how you could ever be mentally prepared. Yeah, I mean, how old was I? What, like 23? I I think, you know, naive. I don't know. Now, I signed up for a volunteer role, so they had, like professional counselors sure. and mentors we i wasn't going and i wasn't allowed to ask them about their trauma or anything so so it wasn't so much that i was in there and i'm hearing all this stuff and i wasn't prepared for it the the emotion of part of my role was like going in and teaching english and and teaching art and stuff but still impactful you see a six-year-old like full of life like wandering around and you're like I my my brain can't even can't compute. even fathom. Right, right. Me neither. Right, right. Um, it Alex reminds me of a podcast we did not too long ago. Um, she's uh, actually listened to Deb Allen's. Oh, I did. Started listening to Jessica Lamb's. Jessica Lamb's story is unbelievable. I didn't finish it yet, but I I paused it in the depth of really tough stuff, and I was like, okay, I'll have to. Did get you back identify to with her story having done this work? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to identify when. I'm not I'm not a victim of it, but I I could hear her story. I could hear her story. Right. Right. And it it's why in the world did you choose this? Because that's heavy. Yeah. You know, I think I had I had already heard so much about it and I it it, it became a passion of mine to learn more and figure out how to help because it's such a giant problem that you're like, what do you do about it? And so. I kind of went over there just to be your average volunteer. But then when I got there, they were like, you know, fashion. And they had this little micro enterprise where they would like employ the girls' parents to make things that they would sell. Um, And part of that is because most of the world, the reason, you know, a kid falls victim to that is because the parents are poor. Right. Poverty. Except for in the U.S., actually. In the U.S., it's broken families, Hmm. I think. But but. Anyway, so I went over and kind of got thrown into designing this whole new line that would kind of impact them. And and long story short, I got to six months and I was like, well, I've got to implement this before I leave. So I ended up extending it three months. And anyway, it was that I think that trip was kind of the the shift in kind of shifting me to kind of eventually leave fashion. How, how did you did you save up money? I mean, nobody. Or how do you survive? <laughs> 
So I ended Financially. up. Yeah, I, mean, I you know. You gotta eat. You gotta have a roof I over your know, head. I know, I know. So I ended up quitting my job early in fundraising. So I had oh. saved up a little bit. I fundraised for maybe like a month or two and, and then, then made enough it. to kind of sustain me for the. Okay, and so then after nine months of that unbelievable work, you come home, but you need a job, so you're back in the fashion industry. I'm back in the fashion industry, but I'm kind of trying to process, you know, where now I've I've seen all of this. I'm now like, okay, I'm going back to Bergen County where we sit in our little bubbles of consumerism and and I'm like, okay, I gotta I gotta start serving. And somewhere around that time, my dad had started volunteering at Servants Heart Ministry, where I work now. Well, at that time, mm-hmm. tell us what Servants Heart Ministry was. Yes, yeah, so the Servants Heart Ministry was um, then, was then um, basically a ministry where every Saturday a group of volunteers, skilled and unskilled, but mostly the ministry started from skilled tradesmen who wanted to serve the community. So they would go and partner with these other nonprofits and ministries that are serving the community, fix their buildings to enhance their work. So, for example, um, a ministry like A New City Kids, which is an after-school program in Patterson that gets kids into college, teaches them music, and and helps them study their work. They want to take in more kids, but legally they need more bathrooms, right? So Servant's Heart says, oh, we'll build your bathrooms. So come in, build their bathrooms, build their stage, and then it enhances their work in the community. So that's kind of the model. Servant's Heart is going and doing community projects to kind of help out all these nonprofits that are struggling for funding or in these tough so buildings. Volunteering on Saturdays. Yeah, so he's working his full-time job. He's going on Saturdays. And, and what's he doing on Saturdays? Is he a tradesman? Yeah, I mean, he's he's always been kind of handy, but he's he's going in and doing what he can. And then the crew that are a little more skilled are teaching him, and he's kind of growing in understanding construction. And he kind of, over the course of his life, had learned things and pretty handy around the house, did a lot for our house that we lived in. And so... And so one day he said, why don't you come with me? Yeah. You know, he came back. So they did a missions trip to um, to New Orleans. and A missions trip to New Orleans. To New Orleans. Interesting you said Costa Rica, then corrected to New Orleans. Well, I was going to say Katrina because oh, Katrina. the ministry had been serving down there since Hurricane Katrina. I see. So I had stumbled over my words. But, but he had just gotten back from that and they were working on um, – they were working on a project. He tells me the story about this project where they took this this building that for like years was used as like brothel kind of center for drugs. And this is in New Orleans. This is in New Orleans. And they a ministry had bought it um, and they rehabilitated it. And basically it was going to be a home for women and children. And he came back with that story. So and they was turned like, it from a brothel into a place serving yeah. formerly – women who were formerly in the life right right absolutely that's kind of perfect that turns that thing on its ear doesn't it it's it was really cool and it really impacted me because i was like so so your parents joined or went on a quote mission and basically went down there and helped do the construction work same type thing they were doing in jersey yeah absolutely so the the ministry goes down my dad goes with the whole crew of guys and women who were down there they they help fix up this building in in a matter of a week and then he comes home tells me about the story and i'm like what a what an incredible amazing like 
way to serve the community. Like what a redemptive story and how that models like life. Right. And so I was like, oh, I had started watching a fixer upper and I was like, is that a TV show? Fixer upper is a Chip and Joanna Gaines. You heard of them? Oh, yeah. I do know what you're talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but aren't they like in you? Yeah, 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 this has nothing to do with that. I just was like, oh, no, no, I, I know. Them. But what I'm saying is, is that the show? I'm yeah, yeah, with? they're uh, in they're Waco. Waco, 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 Utah, Waco. <laughs> Somewhere over there. Not actually that dissimilar in terms of anyway. Anyway, but Utah, so- Utah, Waco, and what they do is they go in and buy houses and fix them up and right, flip and them. But you're not watching. To flip houses and make money, you're watching to see the work that they do. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, it'd be cool to learn some things. I want to, this story was really powerful and I'm trying to figure out a way to serve the community and get into Patterson, which is basically a few towns over from me. Um, and and I want to spend some time with my dad. So I was like, this would be a really cool way. But I was like, I don't know, dad. I don't know. I don't have any skills, right? I have no construction skills and he's like no no no. people come all different skill levels they teach you just come out so so yeah i go on a saturday uh and like that first saturday we're like hauling cases of tile up three floors hold hold it hold it howdy i am man i gotta do the math so this is probably like seven years ago so i'm probably 27 okay so you're 27 and you show up on a Saturday with a yeah. fashion degree, having with worked a fashion in fashion. Degree. Yes. But admittedly spent nine months in Cambodia, which is probably, I mean, it's definitely third world. So sure. you're, you're used to a little bit of dirt and dust and stuff. Yeah. What's the crew look like that you show up with on this Saturday? Yeah. So all guys, my first two years of serving are all middle aged men, kind of. All who are carpenters all, and plumbers, yeah. just giving of their time, just giving of their wonderful time. Wonderful guys, wonderful but there's guys. no 27 year old girls running around. No, absolutely except you. not, <laughs> except for me. And so, what are they doing? Looking so, at you, going, "What do you do? You know what you're doing?" Right, right. So that's kind of what I expected. Right. I was like, I was thinking I was going to be like the go fetch. Were you girl. uncomfortable at first? At first, I was like, I'm not sure what I'm going to walk into because right. I'm like, they're going to. I'm going to go get pails of water or something. And, you know, like, pails, I don't know. I'm, pails of water in 2010. This is not 194. What are you going to water the mules? What do you mean pails of water? Like, for something. I don't know. Pails of water. I don't know what I'm doing. You're going to fetch coffee right. or something. Right. Well, I figure, you know what? Whatever. My dad's going to show me what to do. I'm just going to follow him yeah, all day. Yeah. So, anyway, they, I show up. The director... John is there and introduces himself and he's like, we've got to haul up all these giant cases of tile up three flights of stairs and then I'll teach you how to tile. And so how I was like, fun. yeah, so fun. That's backbreaking work. Yeah. So we haul it all up. And then my very first day, I learned how to tile the wall. And I think what was cool. Like in a bathroom? Yeah, in a bathroom. Like a so bath- like yeah. tub or whatever? Like a, two, like a boy's bathroom. Okay. So that example that i use that after school program oh. this is this Needed is my a first bathroom. day needing so a bathroom your first day you high and then you didn't know how to i didn't know how to do to anything mud and all that yeah i didn't know how to do anything we'll be right back across america bp supports more than two hundred and seventy-five thousand jobs to keep energy flowing 
Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. All of the guys, when I quickly learned of the culture of the guys that were there, were that it was just, it was, they all want to teach you. So right off the bat, they hand me a trowel and they say, you got to put the mud on the wall like this. And they let me put mud on the wall and lay tile. And I thought, wow, they're trusting me to like do this, this work. Um, And it was a really cool first day because I came in expecting, okay, I know nothing. I'm just going to be kind of watching, maybe help my dad with something. And by the- Totem pails. (laughs) Totem pails of water because suddenly I had no concept of what they needed water for. But (laughs) fair. Um, but by the end of the day, I had like tiled an entire wall with their help and guidance. Um, and I just had this like confidence of, wow, they entrusted me to do it. Um, and then, so I decided to keep coming back and it was, it was, I guess that was especially gratifying, wasn't it? Oh man. Look at what I learned today. Yeah, absolutely. And feeling capable of something like feeling, first of all, that you trusted me to do it. You, you took time to teach me how to do it instead of worrying about getting the job done fast because this is important. It's for the ministry. And then I got to engage with the director of the ministry and kind of hear a bit more about the ministry and what they were doing. I got to believe your dad was so proud. I, yeah, I imagine, I imagine he was. Yeah. And I think I he mean, was. None of those other dudes had their yeah, 20-something-year-old their, daughter out yeah. there. Yeah, I imagine he was. You know, maybe, I don't know, um, this is kind of, I don't know, I mean, for an, for an artist person, um, I mean, you're also using your hands and create something that had to, I guess, feel 
some bit of thing that you like, I guess. Absolutely. I quickly learned what kept coming back were quite a few things. But one of the elements was I was like, how cool. There, there's something creative about this. The construction by nature is creative. You're creating these structures out of nothing. Um, there's more systems to it, right, for it to be functional. But, but there was this element of like I'm making something with my hands. And then not only is there a product at the end, um, but the purpose behind that product and imagining all these kids that get to come in and have this safe place in Patterson to learn and be mentored and grow and, you know, have change a, their lives and change their lives. And so it was it was a real cool moment. And the other element was it was a group. There was an unexpected shift. Right. I, I came from working only in this world of women in fashion and being in this environment where I had a certain expectation of how I would be treated and you know they were just the coolest group of guys that just loved the Lord and loved people and wanted to serve and teach and teach me right like quickly very quickly I learned every time I was on a site you know I'd ask for some direction and instead of just giving me the minimum for me to just do the job they would you know I I still have this memory of one of our board members Willie teaching me and he he took time to explain the entire process as, as if he's entrusting me because he's, he's expecting that I'm going to grow and learn and be able to do this on my own. And there was there was something really confidence building and empowering about that. And I just observing all these guys that dedicated every single Saturday on top of their full time jobs to coming and serving and and doing hard work. Yeah, and it's one thing <laughs> if these guys are sitting behind a desk five days a week and then volunteering. Right. But right. these guys are working their backs off yeah. five days a week and then volunteering to do it again a sixth day. Absolutely. And like I would say about half of them are are trades guys and the other half are the ones that don't get to do this work and serve on but the Saturday. But they do it because they- But they do it because it's, you know, well, for all the reasons, but also they get to work with their hands. They don't get to do so it. So you go back and back and back. I go back and back and back for about a year and a half. And then, um, and then the director asks me if I want to quit my job and work for Servant's Heart. It's kind of a. Did Servants Heart have? Was it a large organization at this point? Very small. So its own separate five hundred one c three. Right. It was an official organization. It started out of a church in Wyckoff, um, but at this point, only the director is on staff, but not really because he's also a pastor at that church. So really, Servants Heart isn't really paying anybody. <laughs> Right. Essentially. So I'm It's a beautiful thing. Mm. But it's not it's not a big thing. No, not a big thing. A lot of volunteers coming out and committed and accomplishing a lot of things. But at that point, I think right before I came on, um, they hired one person, one of our one of our staff that's still with us today. Um and he's kind of a trades guy that kind of does electrical and stuff and he came on staff but after that i was only the second staff member pretty much and so you know when i was reading this i kind of thought to myself you're kind of the non-profit for non-profits yes yeah exactly. i mean because you don't 
you're not out there seeking homes or hmm. places to fix up on your own. Mm -hmm. You're out there helping other nonprofits who do this. Right. You're helping them pull it off. Right. Um, at very low cost because you're donating all the skill, talent, and labor. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. It is very cool. And, and I think that's one of the things that drew me to love it was it was like, you know, I don't know how it is everywhere else in the world, but by me, all these nonprofits and churches, not all of them, but a lot of them kind of function, we're going to do it and we're going to do it on our own and we're going to, this is our, we're going to try to do everything. This is our mission. That we're this is, and like, I hadn't seen a lot of different entities working to their strengths to serve the community and partnering together. And it was very cool to see not only the partnership between all these nonprofits, but then even the people serving were from all different churches coming together and doing a very specific thing that was how they were uniquely wired. That was the other Why thing. do you think it is that some of the nonprofits and or churches doing this work wanted to be so um, singular in focus? Is it is it ego? Is it wanting to be able to to claim the project as on their own? Or is it that's interesting that you say that because I often I hear, you know, there's <laughs> there's this nonprofit working at this school, this nonprofit working at this school, this nonprofit working at this school, this nonprofit work. So four nonprofits serving four right. schools. But if those four nonprofits came together and pooled mm. all their resources, yeah. those four nonprofits could now maybe provide services to 12 schools. In other words, Absolutely. you can exponentially do more. Um, but so many times we have all these resources, but none are communicating or interacting with each other. And yeah. are you finding that yours brings some of that together? Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know what, what it is, if it's a cultural thing. I mean, we kind of live in a very individualistic society, <laughs> kind of, um, where community is kind of hard. Um, but but I think that's it. I think the servant's heart embodies that par partnership and it's really beautiful. And it's also like kind of a metaphor for us as individuals. Like we don't have to do everything, but we need to know what we're good at and then use that to serve. And what was cool was all the people that all the guys that were drawn to this ministry, you probably see them on a Sunday morning in the church and they'd be kind of quiet, reserved. They're not the ones standing on stage. They're not the ones in, you know, necessarily in like kids ministry, teaching the kids, you know, you wouldn't, you know, they kind of seem like they'd come in and out, but then you see them working as hard as they do on a Saturday. And it's like, they're in their element. Like this is what they were made. This is how they were made to serve. And I think that was such a cool part about it because I feel like, there were all these guys that are kind of doing the unseen work that doesn't always get the credit. And it That's was interesting. Sounds kind of like your dad. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. My, my dad will do anything and never receive any credit for it and doesn't need credit. Doesn't even care. Doesn't even care. He really doesn't, does he? I mean, it kind of shows that I, what I learned about him just recently. It's like, he doesn't, he doesn't need you to see that he overcame a lot because he doesn't think 
he doesn't think it was in his own strength. It was a part of his life, and he's doing what he can do. And and you're saying these guys that do this work oftentimes are a collection of men much like that. Don't worry Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. No. I'm just here to help. And Absolutely. Don't they pat just... me on the back. I'm happy to do it. and makes me feel good, and I'm moving Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's very, very humbling. And it was a very cool environment to be adopted into. I felt like I'm not one of you, but I just want to be one of you. And that concludes part one of my conversation with Christina Mendez. And you will not want to miss part two. It's now available as we dive deep into the awesome work of this Servant's Heart team. But if for some strange reason you don't, Make sure to join the army of normal folks at normalfolks.us and sign up to become a member of the movement. By signing up, you'll receive weekly email with short episode summaries in case you happen to miss an episode or you just prefer reading about our incredible guests. Together, guys, we can change this country, but it starts with you. I'll see you in part two. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.